Welcome, everybody. This is Shannon Whittington with the Brainstorming to Book Sales podcast, where we talk with authors and learn more about the story behind their story. Today, we are meeting with Jay McGrainer, and she's going to talk with us about her book of poetry and what she does as an author. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. It's good to be here. So tell me, so we can just get started right away, what is the title of your book? So uh, the current the current one that's published is called Elanos, uh, and that's spelled A E L I N O S. Um, that's and that, very unique. What does that mean? <laughs> so it is uh, a Latin word for um, like a dirge, or or something that is specifically in reference to like a sorrowful song. I know. Very well, and now look, we all ner- <laughs> learned something. That that's awesome. Yeah, I heard you say it, and I was like, okay, is that going to be Greek or Latin? Because I'm not real good at that. So, <laughs> likewise, that's a fascinating uh, I had to, I had to word. Double check with a with a friend of mine who who took both Greek and Latin, and I'm like, so this is kind of what I'm trying to convey. Is this the right word? And she was like, yeah, that'll work. So, that's really fun. Thank you. That's really fun. So with poetry, we talked Mm -hmm. a little bit before we got started. Tell me kind of what type of poetry you find in your book. Um, So Elanos is pretty much a mishmash. Um, A lot of the poetry that I write is free verse and free form. Um, I do, however, do a couple uh, different poetry challenges. Like I've done some haiku challenges and then, uh, the, uh, the website DeviantArt hosts a uh, December form challenge every year for poetry where it's the challenges to write in a different form every day. So it's some free verse, there's uh, some formed poetry, some Asian, uh, Asian, I just lost the word. Oh my God. Like haikus. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Like haiku. Yeah. Uh, Asian <laughs> forms. Yes. Like, yeah. Like haiku, tanka, ranka, that sort of thing. How creative. If somebody told me to do that, uh, there'd be no way. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's truly it's a, a labor gift. of love. Well, I, I think, thank you, first of all. But um, I also, I, I believe more in, in hard work, really, than, than, you know, oh, this is my talent or this is, a, I mean, I obviously think people have certain talents. But, you know, if you don't nurture that, if you don't foster that talent or that gift, then it's like, you know, who cares? So I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a much bigger believer in, in hard work and dedication than talent and gifts. Well, I think it's pretty incredible that you're able to do that, especially spreading among so many various forms of poetry. It's Thank so you. easy to, you know, just make every other line rhyme and, and do that. Like that's, you mm-hmm. know, people can make that happen. You can get a thesaurus and make that happen. But you are able to write in so many different forms. I think that's pretty incredible. Well, thank you. So what led you to poetry? Um, so when I was a child, poetry was always something that fascinated me. Rhyme and verse. Like I really loved, uh, I loved Mother Goose rhymes. I had a, a book as a kid actually that had like some really obscure Mother Goose rhymes too that I, that I was just fascinated by. And then I had a book um 
a book by A.A. A. Milne, uh, the creator of Winnie the Pooh, who had, it was just a book of, uh, of short stories and, and poetry. And I remember really being drawn in by the imagery that poetry could create and how you could play with language and poetry in a completely different way than you could when writing stories. Um, so I remember like the first, the first poem I actually wrote, I think I was about six years old and it was, it was shamelessly, I don't want to say stolen, but, but very similar to uh, one of the A.A. A. Milne poems. Like it had some, some lines that were, that were definitely just cribbed right from that. Um, but it also allowed me to kind of take that line and then see how Milne had, had played with the poetry or with the language and then see how, if I could take the same line and also play with new language and make it mean something else. Um, so that's where I kind of really started doing it. I really liked, uh, really liked that imagery. I really liked being able to paint a picture with words um, and not have to kind of follow that very strict prose format. I love that you use the word play. <laughs> Thank you. I think, I think creativity should be about play. I, I think, you know. I love that. <laughs> because so many people, you think about being in school and being assigned a poetry, mm -hmm. a poetry assignment, you know, like this right. is what you're going to do. And it's a job and it's work. But if you throw the word play in there, we're going to play with words. We're going to play mm -hmm. with how we can put words together and how we can change meanings. And I think that's, it gives it a whole different feel. I mean, even you and I were talking, and I was like, there's no way I could do it. But you say play, and I'm like, well, that's not scary. Exactly. I can, that, I can play thing. with words. I think <laughs> a lot of people are intimidated by poetry because we kind of, we tend to ascribe it this very lofty, you know, literary air. Like, oh, this is- Artiste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what Shakespeare did. And, and, you know, and that's all well and good. And that, and, and yeah, and that definitely, that, that type of poetry, that very like formal verse poetry definitely has, has its place. But I think that's what turns a lot of people off is they're like, oh, well that's, yeah, that's, that's very intimidating to try to write, you know, and it's, I, I, I did say, you know, about playing with language and the rules of prose. Well, obviously if you're writing certain forms of poetry, there's a great deal of rules there too that, you know, it's like, well, you have to have like this kind of meter and this many syllables per line and this type mm -hmm. of rhyme. So yeah, that, that can also be very intimidating to people, I think. But yeah, it's just, you know, if, if, if I think I like using the word play with it. Like, yeah, just play with words, see what sticks. So. Oh, I, I love that. That just so. gives it a whole different, <laughs> I'm like stuck on that right now. So <laughs> to get out of that, you, so you write your poetry and it's been inspired. What comes next for you? Does it, does it do anything for you, say, like, therapeutically? Um, is it for yourself? Is it for others? Kind of what, what's your driven purpose behind your poetry? Um, and I, I apologize in advance because this, this may wax a little, like, uh, you know, eccentric. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, that's what being a poet's all about, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> Artiste. Um, <laughs> right. uh, I, I write poetry because I have to, like if I, uh, when we were talking before, I remember mentioning that I said that, you know, 
kind of a lot of a lot of the big theme of my poetry is observational. It's it's looking at something that's going on in the world or or see, even just seeing like a particular scene like outside the car window and being like, I'm going to write a poem. I actually have a poem in, in Elanas called Crosses on the Highway mm. um, that's kind of about like the difference in poetic process and how, you know, we do, we do ascribe these, these very deep meanings to things like, oh, I looked out and saw this flower and now I'm going to write a beautiful poem about it. And it kind of inverts that trope a little bit of like, yeah, that's, you know, you're basically self-soothing <laughs> and uh so um so I, I write because that's I feel like that's my best way of expressing kind of a particular worldview or my my take on a particular matter or event um I'm also very into surrealism I'm kind of really thrilled that we're back in the 20s now because uh, mm -hmm. the the 1920s, we saw the birth of the surrealist movement, and then now in 2020, I'm kind of hoping let's let's bring that back around, right? Um, so, and, and well, and poetry kind of dovetails right off of that. You know, you're able to use this very surrealist language and imagery. Um, so that's that's really what it is for me. It's kind of like I have something to say, and I feel like this is the best way that I can convey that. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think writing in general should be personal. I think a lot of people need to remember that, that, that writing ultimately should be because you have something to say. Um, as for therapeutic, absolutely. There's, I, there's, I mean, my, my book is called Dirge. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, uh, in, in, in the interest of kind of shattering stigmas, you know, I, I have dealt with depression and anxiety in, pretty much my entire life. You know, when I, when I finally got into therapy and started looking back through some patterns in childhood, they were like, oh, this isn't a new thing. This is something that you've been dealing with for, for years. So being able to kind of let my soul bleed a little bit, I guess, uh, was really helpful in kind of processing uh, my thoughts and my feelings. So, so therapeutic, absolutely. I mean, ulti ultimately, I would say that the number one reason that I do write poetry is for personal reasons. Um, and if it's because I have something to say, it's just, it might be because I, I need to figure out what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's really, I, I love that you have that outlet. Um, what you. I find in talking with a lot of authors, no matter what they write, from poetry to fiction to nonfiction, even even when they're sharing their business ideals and trying to help people in business, there's mm -hmm. always a deeper purpose to what they're writing about. And yeah. I always find it very interesting to learn kind of what that's about uh, with each individual because it is... Mm -hmm so unique to everybody but there is always something a little bit deeper and so i think it's fantastic that you're able to take what you observe in the world and turn that into an art form for yourself that just helps you process and, and get that out i think that's and then you thank get you to share it with everybody too <laughs> and we get to enjoy it and we get to interpret it our way that's one thing that i absolutely love about poetry is mm -hmm. you write it with one intention and I read it and I could give it a completely different intention. Yeah. Po poetry really, uh, 
really kind of cements the whole like death of the author trope, like whatever this person intended to write, um, you know, is kind of meaningless once someone else picks that up. And if they find meaning in it in a different way, then, you know, who's to say what the actual meaning is. <laughs> right. Cause it really, the, the meaning is whatever we put on it as we're reading it. And so it's so Absolutely. fluid, but yet it's, you know, the same words. And, and mm-hmm. that kind of comes back to your play idea, right? Because it's the same words. Mm-hmm. Everybody's reading the exact same word. And everybody can yep. put such an incredible difference mm-hmm. on what they're reading. Absolutely. How hard is that as a poet to put that out there and know what your intention is? Maybe your intention was incredibly positive and uplifting. And, you know, you read a review somewhere and they somehow pulled something dark out of it. Um. So I actually did have the opposite happen. Um, where I, <laughs> I, I wrote a poem that I felt was, you know, I, it, it was a short poem. Um, and it was, uh, it was basically, it was basically about how, you know, uh, I feel like I'm going to stumble here, but it, it, I mean, it was, it was basically about like, uh, that, that, Sometimes, like, because I'm, I'm, I'm a slightly larger lady. I, I'm fluffy. Um, so it was basically about how I use my fat as protection. <laughs> okay. Um, and a lot of people responded humorously to it. I mean, the theme of the poem was basically like, you know, blubber is nature's greatest protector, and that's why I'm fat. <laughs> and uh, so a little self-deprecating. A, a, a little, but you know with again trying to convey that meaning of you know it's it's like a psychological barrier as well mm-hmm. as, as just a physical barrier um and i know there's been actual psychology uh psychological studies about that about you know people who who struggle with weight loss you know if that's linked to any kind of trauma um or anything where they're they're basically subconsciously like just protecting their bodies. But I got a lot of humorous responses on that one. A lot of people laughed about it. And, you know, there's, there's always a moment for me at least where if somebody responds differently, that there's this little jarring, like, Hey, but I think, you know, it, it helps to just kind of remember, like, you know, I, I put this out there and people are going to take away from it what they want. Mm-hmm. basically. And if someone else is able to find humor in that situation, then that doesn't make it any less authentic from the place where it came from me. Right. So. No, it's no different than you reading somebody else's poetry, right? And, and, in your and own making my own meaning. Or, or listening. I mean, we do that with songs, you know, or we'll, mm-hmm. we'll hear a song and be like, oh, I think that's about this. And someone else will be like, well, I think it's about that. And, and the writer is like, oh, right. you're both wrong. <laughs> like it wasn't about any of that. So yeah. <laughs> it was just about what it said. <laughs> exactly. There was no deeper meaning. Um, <laughs> Didn't that happen with Puff the Magic Dragon? People tried to say it was about drugs and they were like, no, it's about a dragon. <laughs> it's about childhood imagination. It's about childhood. Yeah. But trying to yuck it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I mean, I can imagine that that would be really odd to be the author and see somebody's interpretation when you know where your mindset was when you wrote it and what you intended. 
yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's odd. Definitely. Um, it just, it's, it's thought provoking. I think more for me, I like seeing someone else's take on it and being like, huh, that's not what I intended, but I guess I could see how it could be read that way. Um, I think I struggle more if people ask me directly, like, so this line, like, what, what did you mean here? And sometimes I'm like, <laughs> that's literally what rhymed, <laughs> you know, or that's, you know, that's just, that's what was in my heart. I don't know. I don't have an explanation. <laughs> it's not as deep as you would like. There's nothing profound at this moment. And people want that. Like they're reading poetry and they want it to be all deep and, yeah, it's and I think again, be meaningful and have this secret hitting right. And I, th I think again, that kind of that kind of goes back to that intimidation factor. People think like, oh, like every single choice in a poem has some meaning to it. And it's like, no, and sometimes the sunflower is just yellow. Is just yeah, yeah. Sometimes like it just it's, is <laughs> just is what it is. Sometimes it's like I saw this neat thing, and here's me writing about it. <laughs> so that's awesome. I love it. And so you kind of hinted that there might be another book. Uh, there is. I'm currently in the process of uh, self-publishing. Um, it's a second book. It's going to be uh, poetry and also some short stories, some, some prose in this one. Uh, the, the current working title is uh, The Warrior of Light Does Drugs and Other Tales. Nice. Um, now, what's well, the I, hidden meaning behind that? <laughs> so I was going to say that that actually does have have quite a bit of meaning behind it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, because I've noticed a lot of the pieces that I've written more recently have been about um, escapism. It's been more about kind of taking. I, I, I noticed a lot of my earlier work would kind of skirt around. Uh, the idea of dealing with my my depression and talking about that. And I think in a lot of ways, it's because I didn't want to be seen as that Edgar Allan Poe wannabe <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> oh, look, a poet writing about depression. How original. Um, <laughs> but but there again, you know, the more I kind of allowed myself again to play, to kind of be freer with, you know what, write about it. Who cares? Like, there's there's a good chance no one will ever read it so even if it does come off as this this horridly cliche whatever then then you got it out of you and that's all that counts um but then i started noticing that a lot of the pieces i wrote were about kind of uh yeah again escapism um about utilizing different coping skills uh to 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 deal with with depression to deal with mental illness um and yeah one one is about like yes you know some some people smoke weed and it makes them better people and um hence the the title uh the warrior of light does drugs um but also it's it's kind of a throwback to uh um i do play a lot of video games um games are kind of like a big thing in my family and again you know what what is playing a game aside from you know, a brief foray into something that's not our current reality. Right. So, um, again, it's kind of observational on just at least the things that I do and have implemented into my life to do, just be better able to cope. Interesting. 
Yeah, my husband is big into video games, and it's his. Yeah. It is his escape. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his his way to chill and relax, and just mm-hmm. not have to think for a little while. Absolutely, and I think I think that's something that we're all looking for is is just that five minutes of peace a day. And, you know, some of us get it from healthy escaping and coping and coping mechanisms. And some of us don't. But, I think we all do. I think it's about right? how do we look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Absolutely. person who does yoga every single day is doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Just not looking Absolutely. at the vice. Yeah. So it, it's perception. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's just perception. Absolutely. So where, where can your current book that's already out, where can it be found? So uh, it is ebook format only, uh, and it is available on Amazon. Okay. And remind us of the title because I love it. It's Elinos, A-E-L-I-N-O-S. I just, I'm in love with that word. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's, yeah. When I, when I found it, I was, I just knew I was like, oh, this is perfect. I love it. Yeah, being an author coach and a and a publisher and an editor and doing just mm-hmm. all of those things, I kind of have to enjoy words. So yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's. when I see new ones, it's it's fascinating. I just I enjoy it. So you've taught me something today. I like it. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> if people want to reach you is there a good way to find you social media website anything like that um so i again i'm a little i'm a little behind on on some tech stuff uh my facebook page is uh just my name j j a i m mcgrainer m c g r a i n e r um i did just recently uh get onto instagram um my my Instagram is a uh, dirty little escrit <laughs> uh, because yeah I love you um, <laughs> thank you um, I think the the number one place where I've been uh, where I do share my writing however is uh, DeviantArt um, and I think if you if you just search my name on DeviantArt, I, my handle is really old from like 20 years ago when I first got on the site. Uh, but you'll be able to find me there as well. Awesome. Well, Jay, I appreciate you being here and, and talking and sharing about your poetry and kind of giving us that, that background information. I think, of, I don't know, it's just, it's neat to hear what drives people and what their purpose is behind what they do. And I just, I'm, I'm glad you shared. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a real honor to be here. And, you know, I'm definitely grateful for the opportunity to share. When do we think your second book will be available? Um, soon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am, I am hoping, uh, I'm hoping by the end of the month. Awesome. What a way to kick off 2020. That is a great way to kick off the year. Yeah. Just so yeah. Keep, keep an eye on Amazon and, and that's cause that's where it'll be. It'll probably also just be ebook format because that's easiest for me right now. But, uh, awesome.
All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. You bet.